Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the More More Live. I am your host, Stuart Knight, who happens to be the individual who, for some reason, decided to put this crazy thing called the More More together, where it is my goal to help people be more human more often and to be able to really have a positive impact and to solve the human connection crisis one meaningful conversation at a time. And we do that by helping you jump into meaningful conversations with each other. We do that by having meaningful conversations on the More More Live. And we do that by helping our corporate clients have more meaningful conversations with their teams. And we really do believe the more powerful your conversations, the more powerful your experience of life. And together, we need to do something about this connection crisis that we are facing. We don't speak to each other anymore. And so when we do, we need to speak about things that are meaningful and are powerful. So without further ado, I'm going to do just that. My guest on tonight's show, which is the time that we are recording this, but you may be listening to this during the day, um, is none other than Jeanette Biro. She is a woman who lives out in Vancouver. She's a mother of two. She is the partner of an amazing husband, but that is what she does in her personal life when she's not being all of those things, she is a medium extraordinaire. And I'm not going to get into what a medium is right now. I'm going to let Jeanette explain that to every single one of you. On top of that, she's a clairvoyant. She's a clairsentient. She's also the author of a best-selling book called Avalon to Aurora, which really details her own near-death experience. If you haven't read it, you absolutely need to get it. And we're going to make sure that we put those links up on the screen at the end of this session. And on top of that, I am very lucky to call her my friend. So, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, put your hands together for Jeanette Byro. Hello there, Jeanette. Hi, thank you for that intro. That was fantastic. Like next level, right? I mean, you I should really get like... me to introduce you all the time. It, I feel really good about myself, actually. So it would be great to have you around. <laughs> well, I, I know that, you know, you mediums, you have a major self-esteem issue simply because, you know, uh, let's face it, you guys are getting slammed by people. You got on one side of the equation, people saying, I love what you do. You've changed my life. You have allowed me to have closure. You have allowed me to see the world through new eyes. And then on the other side of that, you've got people who are saying, you're crazy. You're a complete kook. Uh, who the hell do you think you are possibly trying to uh, tell me that you are actually having conversations with people who are no longer either alive or spirits from other planets in the universe? I mean, you and I have spoken about this many times and it's uh, it's not easy being a medium, is it? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's it's why I'm here, though. So I, I gracefully and graciously am happy to be it. But it has had some stumbles for sure. And uh, I got to say my very favorite is when people are afraid to look me in the eye because they think I can read minds, which is not the case. So that one's the best when it's like, don't don't look at her. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. look her in the eye. When you and I first started becoming friends, I started actually having those same moments where there'd be just because like, I mean, if anyone has ever gotten into my brain, I mean, it's enough to put anyone into uh, an institution for a very long period of time. It's like the thoughts that go through my head are, to me, 
scary. Like all like like literally, I'm like, oh, you know what? I wonder. I want if I was um, a branch on that tree, I wonder what branch I would be. Like I can't ever. I can never shut my brain up. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, please do not let her be able to read my mind. So I'm glad that that's not the case, um, Jeanette. So I spoke to you before the uh, event tonight, and I said, look, I've got so many questions for you that I know that probably on any one question alone, you could speak for an hour. Mm-hmm. So my job is to keep things moving, to fly things around so that everyone who is listening either now or in the future podcast um, is able to have as much content, as much information as they possibly can before they move uh, on to that next part of their day. So um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be jumping in a lot. You know how I roll, but let's just jump right into it right now. Um, give people kind of the Coles notes of what a medium actually is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the difference between a psychic and a medium is a psychic is somebody that can tune in to things beyond the five senses based on that person from the person's energy. So whoever they're reading for, they're tuning into their energy. And this is just a general explanation. Where it differs with a medium is the medium can do that and tune into a third party. Mediumship means there is a third party coming to the table to communicate. So when you're a medium, you really are an interpreter between that world and this world. Okay. And when you interpret, as far as I understand, you interpret in different ways. So the, uh, the, the spirit on the other side will communicate to you sometimes in an image where, so for example, I uh, have done work with you and I have actually had communication with my own spirit guide through you. And sometimes he'll show you an image, for example, of uh, of a journal and, and a pen. And, and now if anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge journaler. And in some cases that's his way of saying, hey, like just go journal about it. You're gonna figure it out, you'll, you'll get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, or in some cases you've, uh, you've had other kinds of images, but you've also had like, let's say like specific voices in your mind, speaking to you the way I'm speaking to you now. Is that correct? Yeah. Or out loud or it is. So there's a quick way that I can explain it. So when I do a mediumship reading, the way in which it works, the way I get in there in the first place is everything is based on frequency, right? So third dimension reality that we live in with our 3d bodies and 3d things has a range of vibrating frequency. And we learn about this in like grade eight or nine science that day when the science or the teacher is like, all matter vibrates, the table vibrates, the chair vibrates, you are vibrating matter that vibrates within a frequency range that is third dimensional. As soon as you move beyond that frequency range, you're hitting fourth dimension and then fifth dimension and so on. So all it is, the magic behind what makes this seem so, oh my goodness, if we look at it scientifically, it's simply attuning your own personal frequency up to those beyond 3D frequency. So that's, that's how I get into it. And when I'm into those higher frequencies from that point, I can see here and feel spirit. So sometimes I see them like a person standing in my room, literally, uh, but they look a little bit like a hologram more than just a solid person. So I can tell the difference. Sometimes they're a shadow figure outline of any color of the rainbow. Sometimes they're just like an orb or, um, a ruminating ball of light. And again, this can either be for my actual eyes to see or in my mind's eye in the way that if I said to all of you to picture a white elephant right now, you can make a picture, most of you have a white elephant in your mind. You can at least picture it. So they can either show themselves to me with my eyeballs or in what is called your third eye, the pineal gland. So that's how I see them. When I hear them, that one's pretty easy. I just, I either hear it audibly outside of me or I will hear it in my mind. Sometimes it's my own voice. Sometimes it is a different voice coming in. 
Um, sometimes it's full sentences, paragraphs. Other times it's just a word. Sometimes right. it's languages that I will try and repeat. <laughs> Even if I don't yeah. know it, I've brought through different languages like Cree, Ukrainian, uh, like ones that I don't speak, right? I speak French, a uh, little bit of Spanish, English, that's it. So they'll do it that way. And then lastly, the third way they can bring stuff through is through making me feel it. Um, either emotionally, they can impress their emotions on me, or they can impress physical characteristics, illness, or injury. So I could either feel like I have a broken arm, or I could feel like I have a mustache or glasses or dentures is a funny one I get often. If I'll feel dentures popping out of my mouth. So <laughs> it's a mishmash of the different ways in which they can come through. And it really depends on what what they're able to do because every medium works a little bit different. So it's kind of a language that we create. Right. Right. And okay. The higher I go, the quicker they can jump down and meet me. Right. And I, one of the things that you've told me is how, you know, we have to understand that for spirit to be able to make themselves available to us, in many cases, it's a lot of work, right? I mean, there's yeah. energy involved. And um, I always love this video that you posted uh, not too long ago where you were talking about ghosts and people mm -hmm. ask you, well, why does a ghost only ever show up in just the head or just the torso? I mean, that's so creepy. It's so weird. And the, I loved your explanation. You're saying, well, look, the, per, the, the, the being, the spirit is, is trying to make themselves available for you to see them. And in order for you to recognize them, you don't, they don't need the whole body. They don't need the legs and the feet and the hands. And plus it's a hell of a lot of energy. Give these people a little bit of credit. Like you have a, no, no um, understanding of what they're doing to like, you know, make themselves present for you. And yeah. so for that reason, we need to do our work, which is to bring our frequency up and for them to bring their frequency kind of almost down. And we meet, mm -hmm. we will somewhat in the middle. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, and now I want to just put a little disclaimer out to everyone who's listening to this right now, that, um, I am doing this uh, in uh, for the reason of the, the very fact that I've had some profound experiences with Jeanette. It all started with a friend of ours uh, named Sarah, who said, you should have Jeanette on your podcast. And I'm like, what does she do? What she, she's a medium. I'm like, hell yeah. Anybody out there doing anything that is like, you know, different, I want to speak to. Well, then, of course, I mean, it didn't take long for me to be completely enamored and, and, and excited by everything you were saying to the point where after the podcast, I followed up with you and said, hey, does everyone have a spirit guide? And if so, can I meet my spirit guide? And since then, I've been going on a really profound journey uh, in, in meeting my own spirit guide and having conversations with my spirit guide and being woken up by my spirit guide many times. I meditate and uh, my spirit guide sends very significant vibrations through my body. And it has been literally like jaw-dropping experiences. And I thought to myself, holy crap, like everybody needs to at least be open to this. At the end of it, if you find yourself thinking that we're both a bunch of kooks, by all means, that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. um, but after experiencing what I've experienced, um, it is so different than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and it's stuff that I know me, especially the practical, pragmatic guy that I am, there is no possible way that I could have just generated these experiences on my own. Um, they're just too profound. So that is uh, where I'm coming from. I'm a student as much as the rest of you guys, but at the same time, I'm letting you know um, I've experienced this. And once you experience even just a small taste of it, it's like a drug you want to just keep 
consuming. You just want to snort it up your nose every day. I want to snort spirituality up my nose and consciousness up my nose. I bet you USD here it said just like that all the time, oh, Asianette. All the time. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> okay, let's jump right into a big question. Okay. Does death exist? Love that question. Uh, it depends on your perspective. Um, because I will say death of the physical 3D body. Yes, absolutely. When the spirit leaves the physical body, the physical body breaks down, returns to earth, decomposes and everything. So yeah, that is very much death. But the death of who you are, your soul, you, you don't die. You don't die. And I have learned this from many spirits that have crossed over. They've told me many stories. And obviously they're talking to me with the characteristics of who they were in life. So that I can bring them through for people. And that's been really validating. But then when I had my own NDE, my near-death experience, I was so profoundly uh, joyful with the fact of how much I felt 1000% like me as I am right now on the other side, even though I was separate from my body. Right. So death doesn't exist. 3D body death does. Okay, so we lose the body, we don't lose the soul. I always remember my friend Catherine being in the room when her 18-year-old niece died from cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, or sorry, she left the room. She, she slept in the same bed with uh, this young woman the night before. And then she left the room so that the woman, young woman's parents could be with her when she passed. And then as soon as she came back in, she went back to kind of like say her goodbyes. And she's like, oh, oh, she's not here. And she said, yeah, the body's there. But she goes, she's like, I, it was just this un energetic, unbelievably, deep feeling that, oh, mm -hmm. this, this, that, that the thing that really was her is completely gone. And I just love the way that she had put that. Now, um, one of the things that we're going to be also doing during this session, and I know that we should probably let the cat out of the bag now, because mm -hmm. uh, I've done enough work with you and, and I've been a student in your other classes uh, enough to know that um, there's somebody, there are other beings in the room uh, mm -hmm. with us as we speak and that uh, nobody can of course see them, but uh, that you have actually channeled spirit, different mm -hmm. uh, spirit uh, who are present with us as we're having this conversation. Oh yeah, um, they are part of my crew that's with me all the time. And I say my crew, um, we all have a different group of spirits that are with us, spirit guides. I call them my council because there's several of them. Uh, but there's a, there's a group of them that I channel regularly actually uh, on the podcast called the Three Guides of the Light. They are light Speed consciousness. Okay. So they're with me right now. And my personal guide, Andre, is on this side with me as well. Um, and they, they're with me anytime I do readings, anytime I'm teaching courses, uh, they're really kind of anytime I have a question, I can just be like, hey, <laughs> guys, and yeah. uh, they're there. I know. I love it. I, one of the things I think is so funny, it's one of my favorite things that happens when I'm in one of your classes is that you'll be saying something and you stop. And, and we're all like looking at you like, why you're stopping? You're like, oh, hold on, hold on. And it's like literally you're being interrupted. Yes. By your spirit guides that are saying, no, 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 say it like this, or no, don't forget to tell them that. And so that will be happening, I would imagine, during this session. Yes. Now, back to what happens when we lose the physical body, but the soul continues. One of the most beautiful things I always remember you saying that always made me feel so nice. And that was how nobody essentially dies alone. Mm -hmm. And what you meant by that, of course, was how uh, people are always greeted on the, uh, what's called, I'm just going to use the other side for a lack of a better term, um, by those that love them. And I think that that gives people such great comfort in knowing that when they've lost 
a loved one. Um, and what I really find so fascinating about that is that how you also spoke about how people who in cases are dying of a terminal disease, in many cases, while they're in the hospital, they mainly only have a few days left to live. They start having conversations with mm -hmm. people in the room who have died before them, a brother, a sister, a, mo a mother, a father, whoever it may be. And people think that they're losing their faculties. Yeah. They often think that, you know, this person's just losing their mind, that they're just so sick. And they think those people are in the room. And you're saying, no, no, they're in fact actually in the room. And they're saying, hey, come on, let's go party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's that. And um, I've seen this and heard of this many times through different readings and so on, but I also experienced this with my grandmother when she was in her last days, I went to visit her and she kept looking up in the corner and I looked in the corner and I could see my grandfather there in spirit. And she was looking at him and smiling. And so I said to my mom, I'm like, you know, she's really, she's about to be heading out of here. Mm -hmm. And so my mom came to see her because, you know, she was in a different province and um, sure enough, she passed away, I think a day and a half later. Yeah. So it's yeah. very common. But the thing is, is because we are, the spirit world wants nothing more than to help us in the transition, right? Like there's no point in returning back to the other side in chaos and trauma. And so that's, I think, a really important thing we need to remember, because as people that are still here, when we lose somebody, especially when it's a really traumatic event as well, we are the ones that experience the traumatic event. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, the person that actually passed, say, in the car crash, the head-on collision or anything like that, they were most likely popped out of their body right before impact. So they didn't have to experience the whole impact and death part that the spirit actually will separate first from the body. But us on this side, when we hear about the accident scene, or we hear about how it happened, or if we're someone that's on scene and sees it happen, we actually have more of the trauma than most of the spirits do. And I say this with the caveat that everything to do with the spirit world is different shades of gray. There is no black or white answer, right? So there, there are many possibilities, but I know from my experience, like 9.9 .9 times out of 10, spirits popped out before. Right. Yeah. I remember you telling me about a friend of yours uh, whose father was uh, diagnosed with a terminal illness and he was explaining to everybody, you know, I'm going to be dying eventually. But at that point he was still healthy and you could see spirit like literally like people who, who were uh, like, I think you said his sister and maybe his mother were in the room. And, um, and yet he in his mind perhaps might think that the future looks quite traumatic. It's not going to be good, but it's like, Oh no, no, you've got these people. They're here right now. Even mm -hmm. if it takes you four or five years to die. Now, let me ask you a question. Cause you just made me think about something. I had a buddy, one of my best friends tell me a story about uh, one time being in a really crazy car crash, like, like rolling down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, he was telling me about how all of a sudden there was this being uh, that looked exactly like a human that showed up in the passenger seat. He was in the car by himself and just looked over at him and had like such serenity on their face. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he said that he could see them the way that you and I see each other right now. And it was like tumbling down the highway. Finally, the car stops. He walks out without a scratch. Mm -hmm. When something like that happens, are, are we to believe that this is a case where that might possibly be, have been his own spirit guide who is like showing up in that moment to say, don't worry, this you're, you're not going right now. Yeah, because here's the thing about um, death timings. Again, shades of gray. Death timings. Um, 
if a death is not meant to happen, like if in the bigger picture, right? Because on the planet, we don't want to lose people, right? But there's timings for things just as there are timings for birth. If a death is not meant to happen and somebody does not have what I call an exit point, you know, a time to exit, stage left, um, it will be intervened. And so it'll be intervened. There are many, many, many options of how something that's aligning can be intervened even to the point of say there were several things that's, that happened and your buddy, someone tried to stop him, say, hey, pick me up, which would have diverted his path. But he's like, nah, nah, you're on your own. So that plan didn't work. And it, it, they'll play out these different plans, even at the point of, well, accident happens, but it's not meant to be his exit. So okay. a guide will show up and be like, hey, we're going to be good through this. You're going to Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what do you say in cases where a parent loses a child, especially if the child is young, because mm -hmm. um, when we're older and we've lived our lives and we've had enough experiences, um, if you're on point with what we're talking about and you haven't thought we've completely lost our minds, then, and if you believe in spirit, then you might say, okay, I get it. Like that guy was, let's say 50 years old and spirit showed up and said, don't worry, you got another 20 years on planet earth. You got another 50 years, whatever happens to be on planet earth. But it's almost as if we can intellectually wrap our heads around that on, on, and it, it, we can, we can wrap our heads around something that's very hard to wrap our heads around. Mm -hmm. But when you start allowing, uh, or you're trying to get your head to wrap around a child dying, mm -hmm. um, is the idea, tell me if I've got this right, that the soul within that child did see an exit point and felt like it had learned what it needed to learn this time around, even though it was young, and was now ready for its next adventure? Or how, how would you explain that? Because I, I, I can't, as a parent and you're a parent, mm -hmm. the idea of losing a child is, is the most gut-wrenching thought ever. What, yeah. what do you have to say about that? Um, I would say to simplify it as best as we can would be to give three kind of options, basic options. So one of them would be like what you said, where the child from a higher self level, so not the consciousness in the child's brain, but the higher soul, says, you know what, I'm gonna take this exit point. That's one option. But another time, it may have only been in that soul's blueprint to live that long. Part of their agreement on the other side may have been to, and, and as crazy as this sounds, it may have been to simply bring in an experience of loss for the parents. Bring oh, in an experience of letting go and and overcoming that and growing and helping people because of it. Because maybe the parents were meant to create something absolutely exceptional for the world about grieving and grieving wow. children that would help thousands of people. But unless they went through it, they would never get there. And so a soul would say, hey, I will be the child that'll pass at that age. I'll come in for a little bit. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Okay, go on. So that's that's another way. And then there are some times, though, where... Um, you know, it may not have been in the soul blueprint to pass yet. It may have been a potential, but the body is so broken down. It can't come back from it. I right? see. So okay. there's those cases too. That's less common. Usually the spirits have all these different plan A, B, C, D, and whatever, but there are cases where the body is too far gone. Right. right? And they can't bring it back miracles and everything. Right. Okay. Um, but of course the soul by itself can't be physically hurt. No. No. Yeah. And then, so you, we talk about this idea that no one dies alone and that when someone does die and they pass on to the other side, that they are uh, greeted. And I want to get into your near death experience perhaps now, because, mm -hmm. because you have been there. Um, what about the child though? 
I mean, I can see what it's like for somebody like you or I, uh, usually as the older we get, the more and more loved ones who have passed on before us. Mm -hmm. But what about the child who's so young that maybe at most there might be a grandparent, but there's quite likely that that grandparent could still be alive. Mm -hmm. Um, Who's going to be greeting them? Well, this is what's so beautiful is um, it can be literally can be angels. If people are open to angels, it can be past family members, like you said, but we're going to stretch this even into past lives because our souls are so much older than the age we are right now on this planet, right here, listening to this, we have vast amounts of wisdom. And so I know this for a fact, because when I had my NDE, I reunited with souls that were not on planet in this lifetime at all, but I knew them from other lifetimes. And I gave them these hugs. Like I had hadn't seen them in forever. And it was like, what have you been up to? Oh my God, I missed you so much. And I don't know who, like they're not from this life. So the child that passes, there are different people that may have been a mother or father or sister or an uncle or someone favorite who's still on the other side that would bring that child in with open arms. Right. right? So it's not just like there's someone sent to like get us on the other side and, you know, check a box off. These are the people and energies that have been a part of who we are and our whole soul journey for centuries and centuries possibly well um it's interesting and we'll get into this a little bit later on but spirit guides but um i've always loved how when i first met my spirit guide and he told me through you that him and i have um, been like brothers in arms many many Mm -hmm. times we've we've literally been friends on planet earth so many times and that we've had these unbelievable experiences. And this is the reason why he wanted to take this journey with me as a spirit guide this time is not, and not in the 3d experience. Um, he always shows up in like a white or cream suit. Hey, yeah, exactly. Like you, a yeah. snappy dresser. Yeah. Cause he's showing himself right now in my mind's eye. He's like, yeah. And I look like this and I look like oh, this and he's emphasizing no. the cream, the cream sweater, but I don't remember content after reading. So he it's funny because yeah, hey? yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He he's uh he's is he you just told me that he's a darker skinned individual yeah. and yeah. that he always shows up and he's got this very funny sense of humor and he like he loves his style like he looks totally he looks really bad yeah he to- yeah. 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 And what's, and listen, folks, I mean, if you're listening and you're thinking to yourself, hold on, hold on, you're telling me this guy just popped into, uh, into our head right now. And I'm like, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And the answer is also that he is 100% listening to this conversation. Um, yeah. As you told me one time, he's never more than a millimeter away uh, at all times. And I know that's a lot to wrap your heads around, but hopefully by the end of this, you will uh, be a bit more open to it. So let's just jump a bit more into your near-death experience. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I, this is my job tonight, of course, Mr. Speedy Gonzalez, trying to get through as many questions as possible. Uh, the way I remember you telling me this, and for those of you who want to go really deep into this, uh, you definitely want to get the book uh, Avalon to Aurora. Um, and we'll be giving links at the end of all this for that anyway. But, um, you know, I'm fascinated by near-death experiences. I've got a good, a good friend named Joy and, uh, she, uh, got me onto this great book. You probably heard about it. It's now become a Netflix series called surviving death. And it's just so interesting listening to all these different people who have really been able to tap into past lives or who've had near-death experiences and, and so on. Um, and one of the chapters is on this and it's phenomenal how consistent everybody's story seems to be. So Mm -hmm. you had to have a surgery, Mm -hmm. you were put out, you left your body and went to the other side. Could you like, I know this is not easy, but give us a snapshot. Snapshot. (laughs) It's like like saying, anyway, so tell me what was Sacramento like? 
Yeah, right. Right. Um, yeah. So I went to the other side. I remember the grass being like, I'm walking on the grass and I can see every blade of grass while I'm just standing walking, like standing up walking. Everything was extra vivid and the blue sky was extra blue. And this, like I said, the reunions with my grandfather and my grandmother, but those past lives people were like the best reunions ever. Like when you hug a toddler who like runs in your arms and it's just pure joy for a minute, it was like that. And so I spent a ton of time with them, what felt like hours and hours and hours. And then after that, my grandmother, who's the one that came to get me in the first place from my body, took me to this room of the blueprints, this white room at the far edges of what we would conceive the universe to be. Um, and I got to review my life blueprint there, my, my, my life blueprint. And Spirit had always explained that it was like a tapestry. You know, we weave a tapestry of our lives, but I, they showed it as a blueprint. And in this blueprint, they showed me that I had come up to this point and I had fulfilled everything I needed to. And if I, this is when they asked, do you want to stay or go back? And I was like, well, no, I want to go back. But I was so joyful and I felt no threat of having to stay. But I got to tell you, it was so blissful and beautiful, but not in excess in just absolute harmony there. Right. So we went through it and I changed a couple things around. And then they asked me again, if I wanted to stay, they're like, you can stay if you want. It's like a quick snap and you'll have a heart attack on the table. They won't be able to get you back. Your body has been weakened enough that we just, it's a flipping of a switch. And, uh, and I was like, no, I, I want to go back. And so then within my full experience on the other side felt like at least 24 hours, but it was within 20 minutes of earth time. And then I heard the nurse calling my name saying, Jeanette, are you awake? And my grandma's with me. And all of a sudden I go back into my body. And then my higher self is talking to the nurse within split seconds of waking up out of surgery. And I mean, I'm a groggy person. <laughs> and I just told her what I needed for her to write down on a paper. And then when I read those words, it all floored back at me. And my book is the whole deal. That's my Sacramento version. That is so fantastic. Now, for those of you who are wondering when they hear the words blueprint, am I going to get into a question about fate? And do we have uh, one specific Ooh, blueprint? Yeah. We're going to be getting into that a little bit later. But what a phenomenal experience. One of the things that I've always um, found really interesting when I've ever read about people who have had near-death experiences, um, and some of them, I mean, holy moly, they are like long time dead. I mean, the one that sticks with me is on Netflix, once again, called Surviving Death, where the woman is pinned under water because she went over a waterfall mm -hmm. and she was kayaking and she was under the water for like, an un I can't remember, like 20, I think, no, actually, I think it's 40 minutes, mm -hmm. literally went right on to the other side and then, and then finally came back. And what many people do say, though, is the opposite. And they, they are being told you're going back. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. I love it here. I Are you kidding me? This is so like the best beautiful. party I have ever been to. Don't it make is. me go back. And it's hard for them when they get back, right? Because yeah. the experience that we have here is one that we, in many cases, as human beings, we set ourselves up to suffer right? and to continuously worry about what we look like or to continuously worry about whether or not we're making enough money. And we come back and we're like, oh my God, it was so much more enjoyable over there. Um, what have you heard about that? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. And I mean, my near-death experience happened two years ago, right? So I was already a well-established medium 
for about a decade working with clients. And so before that decade was me spending over a decade to learn it, right. And figure out what was going on with me. So I was deep in a deep dive already of mediumship, of talking with spirits, of hearing stories of death and being shown visions and all of this stuff. And I thought I had a really good idea, but until I was actually on the other side, it's a different ball game altogether. It is different energy, different experience. I can, in mediumship readings, I can look through the door, kind of like a surgical room um, theater, you know, when they watch from top, like that's being a medium, right? It's like, what do you want to know? Okay, I'll go and I'll see what's happening. But when you cross over to the other side, you are on the floor there. You, you are in it and it's completely different and you can't get there unless it's an exit point or unless you have some really sweet deal with your spirit guides that they're going to take you in there. Um, but it's so beautiful. Although I was so happy to come back, I have had several times since being back where I was like, and I mean, of course, my kids and my family logically I'm here, all of that, but I have had times in my heart where I'm like, why the hell did I come back? Right. I know what's there. Like it's why is earth so hard? Because there is amazing. Does it make you on any level? And I know this might sound a little sadistic to ask, um, but kind of look forward to dying. Uh, Or like, or is it more just like, I'm just so not worried about it because I know what's waiting. Yeah. I think it's more like that. Like, I know when the day comes, I will be okay with it. Like, please, yeah. nobody be sad when I go because I already went and I'm here and I'm happy to go back when it is. But I have to say, I'm not in a rush um, okay. because one of the deals when I was on the other side of coming back was that I would really share my voice and share my story, which is why I wrote my first book, mm-hmm. uh, the podcast. Like, I would share stories that may inspire somebody that may open them up. And, and I feel really purposeful in that. So Mm -hmm. I'm willing to be here for however long of my blueprint I have left, which is this long, but I don't know what is it some reference to. I don't know what the other side length was. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, cool. So now there's people out there who are watching this, who are uh, religious. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've got uh, everything from, you know, Jewish people, Muslim people, Catholics, um, atheists like myself, uh, who I guess, by the way, doesn't make you religious, just heads up. (laughs) Religious people out like they're like me, atheists. Anyway, um, I'll read up on the definition of atheism after this uh, podcast. But um, does everyone get there? Or do you have to be baptized? Do you have to like, you know, follow the right religion? Or uh, does everyone get to uh, get uh, get an invite to the party? Yeah, so that's a great question. I have seen several times when I've asked this question to my guides, um, they always show me these slides because when I see somebody crossing over, I usually see them on a slide. If they're on a fence, it means they're deciding if they're going to stay or go. If they're on a slide, they're on their way. So I've been shown that all slides lead to the same pool. So no matter your path, whether it's Buddhist, whether it's Hindu, whether it's Christianity, whatever path you're following, you're following for a reason. There's this heart's calling for you that's causing you to follow that path. And for some, they're following many paths, but all of those slides lead to the afterlife, which is a place of love and learning and evolution um, and and bliss. Okay. All right. So then, um, so we all slide in when it's our time to go. Um, And... We, we, we seem to be talking in 
in a way where it's almost like traveling from point A to point B. Like you're at the top of the slide, you get to the bottom of the slide, you go from here to there, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. But is it safe to say that we're all actually already there on some level simply because our soul is currently occupying this 3D body and that that soul isn't separate from the ultimate energy of the universe and the ultimate energy of the cosmos and the, just the energy of source energy for some people, they call that God. Um, is there an actual movement from one location to another, or are we just already there, but our 3d experience doesn't allow us to see it. Ah, it's kind of a mishmash of all of those. Really. There is a part of our higher self. If you picture like a pie, right. And there's a sliver of the pie that is you right now as Stuart, right. Right. And the rest of it, though, is your higher self. And so that higher self is connected to the everything. But what we've forgotten as humans is our connection to first the higher self and that the higher self is connected to everything, which means we are connected to everything. And so okay. when we start to look at our life journeys here as creating, as that fact that we are creators of right. our realities, okay. we are here for a reason to learn and grow. And when we start to look from that perspective versus like, I have to do this, I need to do this, I'm being forced to do this, slogging day in and day out, we're missing the point and we detach. As soon as we change our perspective, we realize we're part of this whole big thing. So whether we're embodied or we're not embodied, we're simply having this experience right now. I see. Okay. Wow. I love it. I love it. Um, When we do kind of leave our bodies and then we kind of, let's call it uh, Mm re-enter the other side. Um, do we have like a resting period before we decide to come back to planet earth or are there many cases we just don't decide to come back to planet earth we decide to go to some other planet um or is it usually like a fast turnaround slow turnaround like what's what's i mean i guess it would just be different for (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm asking what's it like for uh all trillions and trillions of souls out there can you just give me an average (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So it is, it's very different. Uh, If somebody passes from a really traumatic experience, really traumatic injury, um, something like that, sometimes, not always, sometimes they'll pop over to the other side and they'll be in such shock of what happened. They actually need to spend some time in what can be considered a resting place. Um, That resting place can look like anything. I have seen people resting in a hammock on a tropical island. I've seen souls resting in a tent right at the water's edge of a lake. I've seen others literally resting in a hospital and I've seen others just sitting in empty space and they're just like, what just happened? Wow. Right. So sometimes souls will rest in that space for an undetermined amount of time, because again, there is no time on the other side. Like we have time. So they just are until they move forward. But I've seen other souls that it hasn't even been 24 hours since they crossed over and they're already coming back talking really clearly saying, oh, this and this and this and this and this. I There's other, other souls will um, cross over and immediately get to work doing something else, helping okay. other souls, doing something. But in terms of returning back Earthside in another body, it doesn't usually, again, shades of gray here, but it doesn't usually, souls won't usually come back in right away unless there has been a baby who, um, a baby soul either passed away in utero was born too early or died within the first year or so, Mm -hmm. oftentimes that soul will come back around because there was some kind of malfunction. Okay. Um, They'll come back around right away, but not always. But I have seen a, there are some cases where the soul comes back in really soon, like the next generation. And oftentimes that's really too quick. 
because the soul mm. hasn't had enough time to let go of all their experiences. And that's when you get a lot of kind of um, memories that bleed through to the person now, but memories that don't belong to them. And they're like, why am I having memories of 1929? And I know this building and I know this and this. And they're like, that picture was me, right? right. Too soon. And that often causes a lot of uh, psychological issues for people. I see. Okay, cool. Um, then you let, let's get to let's get to that uh, to that blueprint now. You're yeah. talking about how uh, we all have a, a blueprint, and people are going to I would imagine interpret that as being fate. Uh, you know, no matter what you try and do, this is the person you're going to marry. This is a job you're going to have, and this is how long you will live. Um, what do you say when people ask you about fate, about their blueprint, and about I guess predetermined destinies? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a combination of both. So when you're on the other side, before you come in, every soul does this, you sit there with your counsel, your guides, your crew, and you go over what would be your best things to experience as a soul in this life, right? So for some people, it's going to be loss and grief. Okay. For other people, it's going to be um, trial and tribulation, but then success. For some people, it's going to be poverty. Others, it's going to be um, wealth. So they can, whatever, whatever, right? Many reasons. Mm-hmm. And so then they lay out this general plan, like my blueprint, right? It had these different juncture points of experiences. Then you come to earth and you're born and your soul journey, it's kind of like a river. You're going to go down the path of your river that you designed to meander, however it does. But the free will, which is a very human thing, is that you are given a boat on this river and you can either go with the current or you can stop here. You could try and waste all your gas and go back up current. You can do whatever you want on this boat. But the I design see. is such. So when people are like, you know, am I fated to meet this person and marry them? Um, in some cases, yes, it is a fated alignment. In other cases, it is one of several options based on where you get to at that point in your life. Right. So okay. free will is how we choose to react to the things that happen to us how we choose to move through the cycles that seem to repeat themselves. Okay. So then what, 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 so like when people, let's use career, for example, mm-hmm. when there are individuals out there, I find myself, you know, for the most part, even though I've questioned it sometimes, lucky enough to have a kind of career that feels just completely in flow. It's, it's like, this is what people will use the words. I was meant to do this. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the, uh, it's the famous singers of the world. They had, they knew there was no other thing they could do, but, but be Michael Jackson or be mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake. Um, so is that something that was like essentially kind of almost predetermined on some level? Like I wanted that stop for sure to be on my river. And I definitely took my boat to that stop. Mm-hmm. It could be because in those cases, that's when, like, when that's a really predetermined thing, like, let's say Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. um, he would have had the right alignments of the right people at the right time, boom, 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 to get him where he needs to be. Right. Which is why when all these things come into place really, really well, and you end up where you want to be, and it wasn't super hard, that is a super divine alignment. Okay. Right? You're meant to do that without super struggles to get you there. Things will happen and co-conspire. Okay. At the same time, sometimes your journey to get there, you're meant to get there, but to become the person you're going to be once you're there, you need to go through these trials and tribulations. Okay. So now you got me thinking. All right. So um, then does that mean every single one of us has some sort of like 
predestined thing that is, let's call it for lack of a better word, um, a, our, 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 our focal point, if you will. So let's just say like, for example, my ultimate calling was to be a professional speaker and get on stages and motivate people. But I may have gone down the path of becoming an actor. I may have gone down the path of becoming a radio host, which are all kind of in the same world, kind of on the same river, mm-hmm. but not necessarily the main focal point. And if that were the case, would I be having this feeling as if, you know, I don't know what it is. I've got this really great job. I'm in a, I'm, I'm a very successful radio host, but it just feels like something is missing. Mm-hmm. Am I adding this up right? Yeah, no, that's a great way to explain it. And that can be true in many cases. Um, sometimes though, you may put, you may, uh, you know, be applying something to something that's not accurate. So you may be thinking like, oh, my job doesn't fulfill me and I'm not feeling like it's exactly what I want, even though it's really close. But that lack might be actually in another area in your life too. Okay. Right. It could be my relationship, my friendships, anything. It could be. Yeah. So like your soul journey is going to ask you through your experiences and your feelings to reveal the layers of you to you. And when we avoid looking at what they could be, then they keep like gnawing at us all the time. And when you're really in flow is when things aren't gnawing at you, you're just following like, yeah, I'm going to do this call. But if something's like, right, because you're not looking at something. So if it's not fitting in career, you got to start looking at other things in your life to see Mm -hmm. what are you. you Well, and this, this comes back to something that uh, my guy, my spirit guide has been saying to me through you and in in other ways. And that is to just go with the feeling, trust the feeling. And of course we've all heard it as trust your gut. And it's been said in in a million different ways. Um, But it really is, I find it phenomenal to actually, after doing the work that I've done with you, to start thinking about this, these feelings that I've been getting, of course, my entire life, no, no different than anybody else, and going, oh, like that just wasn't the burrito I had for lunch. That's actually, you're telling me an actual being that's creating the feeling in me, perhaps, or this, that this is me being aligned, and that's why the feeling is being generated. And then once you tap into that, mm-hmm. all bets are off, right? Because then all of a sudden it's like you can't, you can't unknow what you now no, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, you, 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 you'll, you'll get the feeling on anything and you're like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it. Yeah. Holy crap. Cause especially when the feeling's big, like, yeah. oh man, I, I should, I should, I need to, I need to move. I need to move out of the city. I, I know it. It's like, or I need to leave this job or I need to leave this relationship, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And you're like, oh my God, I don't want that to be true because the brain starts getting involved and saying, no, 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 no. Like, you know, the ego says, this is the way life is supposed to look. And it becomes then the battle between the brain and the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even um, your guy right now, Z is telling me how there's been some times um, for you where he's kind of laid out something like, come on, you can do it this way, do it this way. And you've missed the boat. And he shows me how if you've missed it, he's like, ah, now I got to do the next one, which he knows is going to sting a little bit. Oh. Right? Like, so that's kind of what happens. Sometimes if we, we miss some of the cues of things we could have done, then the next one has to be a little bit bigger, a little bit louder, a little bit louder, which is why sometimes people are like, how did this all fall apart? Right. But then if they go back in retrospect, they're like, well, oh, I, I could have changed it there or there. Or this there, is or there. it. This is yeah. it. I, I can actually, when you say that, and when you're open to this stuff, I can, I can think of times when he has shown up 
and and I've missed the boat. I can actually pinpoint the moments he's probably referring to um, where my brain got in the way and I, I talked myself out of that particular journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it makes me think of one of my favorite quotations or my favorite sayings is the lesson will be learned when the lesson is learned. I've always yeah. loved that, right? And so yeah. you'll get there and don't worry. And it might not even be this time around. It might mm-hmm. be in 15 lifetimes from now, but we're yeah. going to get you there, buddy. We're exactly. going to get you there one way or the other. Exactly. So let's go then to um, these feelings and these signs. And let's talk about signs for a second. Um, a lot of people get signs coming their way in really interesting ways. And once uh, you posted something recently, they said something along the lines of like, once you're open to the signs, the signs are everywhere. And I thought that was so true because once Mm -hmm. I actually learned to look for it, I was like, oh my goodness, it's every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, one big way that that people get signs are through uh, animals or insects or creatures. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've said there are certain ones that are a bit more prominent than others, Mm -hmm. um, but that it's almost as if like it's that soul who was a loved one who's passed, who's just choosing to almost on a sense, like have fun with us. Like, don't worry, it's all good. I'm at Mm -hmm. peace and I'm going to prove it by showing up in ways that would appear too coincidental to be logically explained. I'll give you an example of this. So my partner's uh, grandmother just passed about a month ago, not even three weeks ago. Mm. And, um, and, and just before dying, she had asked her after you pass, give me a sign that you've made it to the other side side and and that you're all good and use an animal, she said. And uh, so we're, you know, fast forward a few days after she passes and a bunch of us as friends are all, backcountry camping uh, in Algonquin, middle of middle of nowhere at around like 12 noon, a baby black bear cub just comes sauntering through the campsite, sauntering and like we're not even there. Now, I'm sure you can imagine anyone who's done any kind of serious backcountry camping, you know, your very first thought is not the cub, but where's mama? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm getting the hell out of here. So, you, you know, you grab, we grab pots and pans ready to make some noise. Mama never shows up. Which is odd by itself, right? Because why would mama bear not be at least within 20 feet of baby bear? Baby bear hung around for a little bit and then just sauntered off into the distance. And it was quite a wide open space. Never saw mama bear, never heard mama bear. So we kind of laughed and we said, well, I kind of think that grandma just showed up and gave us that sign that we asked her to do and just walked on through the site and walked on out. So Mm -hmm. what can you tell people about signs, uh, whether it's an animal, whether it's an insect. Um, I have, uh, I have a friend who's told me recently that, um, in their life, uh, they keep having, um, a dragonfly Mm. show Mm -hmm. up and, 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 and they have, they, 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 they lost a child and, and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been so heartbreaking to, um, to just be on even on the periphery watching this. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe they might even be on the call tonight. And, Mm. um, and, and the, and and he was saying grasshoppers for whatever reason, just seem to keep popping up. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. So animals are, it's a really easy way for spirit to kind of show their presence through animals. And it's not that the spirit of a loved one becomes the animal. Some people are like, what did they become? Like, did they possess the deer to be standing there? they basically influence their energy to that animal or insect to be in a certain spot or stay in a certain spot in the same way that they can 
push their energy on us to feel a certain thing to, you know, take a nudge of something. They'll do that with an animal. But the thing with animals um, and insects too, they're more highly attuned to frequencies than humans are. We are so busy in our minds. Right. We miss it so often. So animals are really receptive because they communicate with each other so much based on energy and frequency. So right. it's kind of like imagining um, say somebody saying, to the deer, they're like, they're in spirit and they're like, hey, deer, come on, let's go over this way. Let's go this way. And they'll kind of pull them with their energy and be like, just, let's just wait here. Just wait here. Oh. Right. Long enough for the person to see it. So it's not so much, again, that the animals possessed by the spirit, but they'll work with them. Their energy will flow with them and the deer will happen to be in the same spot for whatever reason. Or they're reminding me too, that sometimes we've all had these experiences where we don't know why we ended up in a place where we did at a certain time that something happened. And you're like, why was I here? How was the timing of that? It was spirit doing the same thing with you, but you were open to be pulled or nudged to land in that spot at that right time. So they're saying we do the same thing with you guys. Uh, right? Is that, is that what they're telling you right now? Same with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just animals. You dummy. No. Yeah. What, um, so that's that, like those situations where you look back at, uh, the last half an hour and you're thinking, I always take this route to work yeah. and I just don't know why, but I missed my exit and I just decided to deliberately yeah. keep on going. And that's when you saw this sign that you didn't expect. It's funny. I, I uh, told you about a time when, uh, I had gone for a walk during the pandemic. It was the winter time and I don't know what it was, but I felt so compelled to go to this one path, which is the exact opposite path than the one that I was going to go to. And then I came to a, a fork, a, literally a fork in the road. <laughs> so you can't get any more cliche than this. Yeah. And it was like, it made all the sense to go left. And I decided to go right. And that mm -hmm. was when I got the sign. Uh, mm -hmm. I won't go into what the sign was, but um, so then when we do, uh, I, you said something to me one time that just I just was reminded of right now. You said, notice what you notice. And I just thought that was a really neat way of saying it. And I know for people hearing it, they might go, what the hell does that mean? But, and maybe you can explain it a bit more, but basically like when something keeps happening, that just seems just too improbable, then notice that. Mm -hmm. Exactly that. Like the amount of times I have seen spirits be like, oh my gosh, I am trying so hard. You have no idea. Right. And the person like, say they are, uh, say they're knocking on the wall right? And you hear this knock, knock, knock. And the person that lives in the house is like, what is that? What? And they're ripping walls down and stuff. And the spirit's like, oh, I'm just trying to get their attention. Like, I just want to let them know I made it. Right. So then they'll like knock, knock, knock again. And then, you know, it may even finally come through in a reading. And I'll say, this person is knocking on the wall. Does that make sense to you? And they're like, yeah, I keep hearing this knocking and I ripped all the, uh, the drywall off and I can't find anything. And it's like, well, they're trying to get you a message. And they're like, yeah, is that why the lights were flickering too? And the spirit's like, oh my God, you have no idea. I've been doing everything, radio, lights, knocking this, but the right. person's like, oh, that's weird and shuts it off. And oh, that's weird and turns the lights off. Like <laughs> not noticing what's right. happening. And so when we open, open our minds to noticing something peculiar, it doesn't mean you have to get on the whole bandwagon and be like, spirit's communicating with me in every single thing. But when something catches your eye, but it also brings a feeling with it of like, what was that? It's this higher, fuller feeling. When it comes with a feeling, notice it. Even if you don't know what to do with it, just in your mind say, I saw that. You okay. know, if you see stuff out of the corner of your eye, like an orb or a person standing there and you turn and there's nothing, don't just say, oh, I made it up. Just in your mind say, 
I saw that. If that was someone I saw, it, <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I was in the back laneway before the session tonight. And I had like the, one of the very few quiet moments of my day. And my children were at the end of the laneway. And I, and I, I knew I had to get on this call and they're like riding their bikes and I have to make sure, you know, they're not going to get hit by a car and stuff. Anyways, it was fine for a second. It was quiet. And I just said to, if you guys haven't already picked up on it, my uh, spirit guide, his name's Z. And I said, uh, Hey Z, listen, you know what? I'd love you to be there with us during the session that we're about to go into. And all of a sudden in the corner of my eye, I saw these three flashes go. And, and I looked up and it was gone. And then I looked and then I, I went, I brought my, my, my head away from it and went again. And I was like, looked up, I'm like, God damn it. Z, could you stay there for a second? And I think, I think that we, and I know I fall prey to this is that we want the Hollywood experience, right? Like we, we want the, we, we want the lights to be flickering an orb to fly through the room, a Falcon to land on our shoulder and for whatever invoices to go off for us to go, okay, now I finally believe. Mm. Whereas one of the things you've told me is that spirit doesn't want to necessarily make it easy for us because they want us to be able to experience our journey for what we came here to experience. If they made it easy, well, there'd be no point to it all. Am I getting that right? Yeah. And on top of that, they also don't want to scare us because I want to say that as much as we think we can handle, when they really give it some gas and start showing some stuff, honestly, it starts to freak people out becomes because it becomes really real. Now, yes. that's funny because that's what we want at the same time, but they they know they have to give it in this kind of like padded way of like moving forward because I've even had times where I had, um, I was doing this one reading one time in a group and even just it being a reading, it wasn't something the person saw, but in the group, this person kept kind of heckling me and saying, tell me something, tell me something, tell me something. And, and I was like, I, you know, I usually won't do individual things in that group because the person may not be ready for it especially if they're really new to this it's better in a one-on-one session right anyways mm -hmm. kept saying it and his grandmother was coming through she and she passed and she said you can just tell him i'm here and tell him this and this and this and in my mind i'm like no i'm not going to do that i'm teaching right now and he's heckling again and she says trust me you can just tell him <laughs> and i did so i said by the way your grandmother says this and this and this and this and this top guy suddenly just like face goes white. And he's like, because I couldn't have known whatever it was I said. Sure. Tears streaming down his face. And he just got up and walked away. And it just like, it was so much. Right. I learned from that experience. This was years ago to stick to not doing that because there's yeah. a reason. Like, although, you know, his grandmother was like, it'll teach him a lesson. This is why spirit is usually kind of thoughtful of how they bring stuff in if they're really wanting to help people open. They'll do right. it in phases. They'll pat okay. it a bit if they can. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I have these moments where I meditate and uh, spirit shows up for me. And uh, and it's always very clear. There's certain things that they they do I won't go into. But it's like, oh, yeah, there's that thing you guys love to do. Let me know you're in the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, But then I do it in the dark at around 11 o'clock at night in, mm -hmm. my, uh, in here in my office. Mm -hmm. And um, but then I have to walk down the hall to my bed and it's dark. And there's always this little part of me. It's like, Hey, just a heads up. I'm uh, I'm yeah. good now. I'm good. That was a great session. I uh, don't need anything popping up in the, in the, in the dark hallway, please. And I think that, and, and we can say that to spirit. We can say, listen, please don't scare me. Give it to me in little increments so that I can work my way up to perhaps something that's a bit more mm -hmm. profound. I mean, for example, we talk about uh, animals and insects showing up numbers, 
I saw somebody write uh, numbers mm -hmm. will uh, be something like the double elevens, double whatever, you know, one, one, one. This is something that's another way of spirit speaking to us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And actually the three guides right now are getting really excited about this question. They're um, they're like, please share. They're very, they, they sound formal in my mind, um, but they're saying to please share what I have recently learned. And so just as numbers have um, numerology attached to them. So spirit could be showing you say a number four and you're like, I'm seeing fours everywhere. What does that mean? And so when you look it up, number four, it can mean grounding and foundations and stability in that, you know, you're either building that into your life right now, or you are in a stable point in your life. You can feel peaceful in that, you know, they can give you numbers for those reasons, or it can be a number that meant something to you and this person that passed, right? But now spirit keeps talking a lot about um, letters and how letters have frequencies to them and representations to them more than we realize, which is going to be coming into play a lot more now too, right? Okay. So even letters from different alphabets and stuff. So some people, this is why they're saying, some people may not be seeing numbers, but they may be seeing something that looks like uh, the Omega symbol, right. right? And they're like, what is the symbol? If you see a symbol or a pattern or a number being given to you by spirit somewhere that you keep seeing over and over, look it up and see what the meaning of it is. Right. Look up like symbology or Google it or whatever you can, because they can give us letters, numbers, symbols to further explain something they want to share. That is way easier than trying to knock on our heads. If we're not listening, they can repeat a certain number or something for us to then look into. Okay. So then I want to soon get into kind of people understanding a, a slight difference, if you will, even though it is all spirit between those who have passed, who you want to be in contact with, and those who are in fact just spirit that is actually here to help guide you to a greater level of consciousness or for you to be the greatest version of yourself. Um, but before I get into the second one, the last kind of thing I want to ask about this, I think it's the last thing, and that is for people who want to communicate with loved ones who have passed, mm -hmm. if they want to reverse it, instead of waiting for the loved one to always show up in a number or a letter or as an animal, can they be the ones who initiate the conversation and specifically ask for things like, I want you to show up in this way. Like at some point over the next two weeks, could you flick the lights on and off in a weird, mm -hmm. in a weird, weird moment? Or is that too specific of an ask? Oh, you totally can. And it's great. The spirit world wants nothing more than for us to communicate with them, to, to have this openness and to have it open and grow right? Like they want to communicate. Loved ones want to communicate. They want to reassure us that they're okay. Um, and also us talking to them in some cases when they're having trouble getting over their passing. I've had it in many readings before where the person sitting with me in the room saying, you know, I forgive them for everything. I hold nothing. They're fine. Changes the energy of that soul on the other side and they become brighter and they cross fully. Right. So oh, wow. communication is so valuable, not only to us, but the spirit world. And eons ago, we communicated freely. Mediumship wasn't weird and taboo. Right. Yeah. It, it was more normal. There was those get, that could do it really easy and maybe those that couldn't, but it was normal. And so the spirit world wants to bring that back. And so doing exactly what you said, having conversations with whoever it is, the loved one on the other side or your guides, tell them what you would like to see. Okay. Be specific, be open, but then be willing to see how they can bring it through. Because I do want to say here too, is you may be saying to a loved one, you want to see them, you want a white feather, 
uh, or a butterfly, da, da, da. But if that soul is still in a resting place, they're still coming to terms with their passing, they may not be able to come through yet. Okay. It doesn't mean they don't hear you. They always hear you. And if they are so busy resting, they can't fully hear you. Their guides are there, uh, right? Like there's, there's never a time where they're not hearing you or not getting the message. They will come and bring it through as soon as they can. And it, would it ever be a case where like the guide would come along and say, they're resting right now, but I'll get you the white feather. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. if it's really needed, there's been times where I've been trying to find somebody on the other end and my guides will then go and find their guides and then relay the message. And then their guides will come back to my guides and my guides will say, oh, we can't really say because this person is over here. They're resting. They're okay. They say, thank you for the red shoes or something like that. And then I can tell the person and the person's like, oh my God, the red shoes. And that's enough right. for them to be okay for a bit. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then when people then do want to start doing this, I would imagine a lot of people heard what you just said and I became very excited. They're like, oh my God, I can actually, like, I'm allowed to ask for specific signs and for specific mm -hmm. communication. But let's get into, if you wouldn't mind, reminding people of how they need to raise their frequency when asking and when trying to communicate. Because it's, I've learned this. I mean, I just really have to shut up for a long time and get really quiet yeah. um, before the communication lines open. Yeah, it's um, the higher your frequency is and the more ease you have at moving it up, the more you can communicate. And that just takes practice. There are some that can do it a lot easier than others, but everybody can do it. And it's about getting into your own heart space, getting to know who you are, the better you know who you are the easier you can differentiate little subtleties from outside of you from spirit. You can start to pick up on it and build on it. So spending time in a meditative open state, which doesn't have to be just sitting cross-legged. It can be while you're gardening, you may find running meditative. You may find hiking, painting, drawing, dancing, anything that allows you that time to just get out of your head and drop into your heart. The heart space is key. Spirit said to me in the very beginning, when I first started this whole journey, the secrets in the entry reside in your heart. Go there first. So even if you just visualize going into your heart space and sitting there for a little while, you may feel like you're like, okay, what am I doing now? Have the intent out and start talking to spirit. Even if you get nothing back, they're going to hear you. And if you do that repeatedly, you will start to raise your frequency a little bit more and a little bit more, and then you'll be able to jump up and then jump up. Yes, yes. I've really learned that it does like anything in life. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. And um and and I find that the more I do practice, the more I the more results I get. And then like anything mm -hmm. else, I go and I go cottaging with the kids for 2 weeks and I go camping and then I go crazy and frenetic and I come back and I kind of feel like I'm starting at ground zero almost like working out. Like, oh mm -hmm. god, I got to rebuild the muscle again. Mm -hmm. And so it is it's something that we do have to have consistent practice with. So you have mentioned that we on planet earth are in a major time of change mm -hmm. and major shift mm -hmm. and that uh, the spirit world, and I'm going to move into soon, not just the spirits of people that were once on planet earth, but those who are currently living on other planets in this solar system. Um, but they want us to ascend mm -hmm. and that they're, they're in fact like, 
really very much engaged right now uh, in, in, in helping planet Earth and humanity ascend, which I think was probably a really crazy thing for a lot of people to hear mm-hmm. as we are currently in such a divided space where people are fighting over COVID and vaccinations and you see what's going on in Afghanistan. You see, you know, all these, uh, the Democrats, Republicans, and then, you know, in Canada, oh my God, like mm-hmm. people throwing rocks at Justin Trudeau. I mean, yeah. And I, I'm, if you don't like somebody, fine, but what's going on? People are, are losing their minds. Yeah. So what is spirit telling you about what it wants for planet Earth and how it's trying to help us raise our consciousness? So, yeah. So the, um, okay, there's what I want to say, but then there's what the three guys light want to say, which is why I'm kind of laughing. <laughs> it's a battle. It is. Um, they're kind of one in the same in a sense. Okay, I'm going to go with what they're saying. So um, at any point or precipice of change comes the sphere of the unknown. And that is literally where we're at right now. As a collective, we are moving into new ways of being because we are moving or being pushed in some cases into new levels of consciousness. And if people are being pushed into new levels of consciousness, sometimes if they're not ready to embrace what that could be, they can feel it as an energy. And that's an energy of like anxiety or fear, but it's energy that they interpret as as anxiety or fear. So when you put somebody in a state of fear first, oftentimes that's going to shut them down unless they can be guided or uh, encouraged to go the right way. Now, at the same time, though, with all these changes and shifts, we have this play of those that really want to shift and change and those that want to do everything to hold it back. And so when you stretch the polarities, you then get into this tug of war, right? And then people are starting to pick sides because they think one side has to win. They're forgetting the biggest thing about humanity is its ability to be malleable of light and dark. The whole purpose for on this planet is duality right? But we have forgotten that a lot. And it's been even more amplified right now in the last two years. Polarity is just out there big time. But at the same time, they keep saying this had to come up and had to surface for us to see what's really going on in every way. Because a lot of it was kind of like brushed under the rug here and brushed under here, right? So they say as much as this is a challenging time and a polarized time and a sketchy time, It's also a beautiful time because as a collective and as where humans are in connection to the whole greater cosmos, galaxy, planets, solar systems, all of that is a big working unit. Earth is meant to ascend now. It is meant to be moving back into consciousness. And that consciousness is kind of like we know in our history of the golden age of Egypt, for example, right? right? There was a golden age of Egypt. We have chronological evidence and artifacts to support those ideas. So that helps us wrap our brains around it. But it was a time where there was a balance between science and math and a balance of spirituality and healing and music and whatever. It was balanced polarities, but balanced all working together. This is where humanity is on a trajectory to go. We are returning back there, but it is returning um, before it can go in a kind of a cohesive unit. We need to see everything. And that's what's causing this huge divide and stretch. It's kind of like this is going to be me dumbing it down, but it makes me think about how, uh, you know how sometimes you get into an argument with your partner or with a friend Mm 
And you might even think, oh my God, like this relationship's coming to an end, or maybe we're not meant to be, or maybe we were never meant to be. And then you come out of it the next day, and it was the difficult period that you went through that allowed you to go deeper into the relationship. Mm -hmm. It allowed you to love that person more deeply. It allowed you to be able to understand them more freely. And, and so on some level, we have this polarity that we're going through right now and this division to think. Because mm -hmm. the, the uh, result of it ideally is that we come back to more compassion. And we are seeing that in some ways, like people are being really compassionate. And even if we take like pro or anti anything, right, without labeling what it is, we're then starting to see a lot more people being vocal about saying, hey, I love both. Right. I, I got a hand on one and a hand on the other. And that's where I'm standing. Yes. And so we're starting to see that now, which mm -hmm. I think is beautiful. And it's like these little things that are showing about um, our ability to be moving forward. Right. So we're in this change of precipice of uh, this precipice of change, which is creating new templates, creating new ways of being on our planet, which we haven't seen in a long time. So if we go to templates, we don't have the old templates that work anymore, that this structure works and this policy works and this works and the world works like this. And you right. know, there's no psychic skills or anything. People are opening up to their own psychic abilities so fast. And that's blowing their paradigm. So we are seeing things opening on every level right now mm -hmm. so that it can change. It's like, yeah, if it really almost feels in the midst of this chaos uh, as if there is some sort of awakening. I don't, I, I don't know how to really quite even um, describe it. Uh, I, I feel like if I look at my own personal life over the last year and a half, it's probably been, been the most difficult period I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. And through the entire time I've gone through it, I have had this very odd feeling of trust, like, oh yeah, this is mm -hmm. so much part of a bigger step to something bigger in my life and yeah. to being able to contribute on a, on a, on a deeper level. And, mm -hmm. um, it's so freeing to be able to not be attached to the calamity um, or to mm -hmm. the pain, the suffering, but to rather um, see it as almost like a prop, if anything, in this beautiful play called life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I worded that so well. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I mean, I just, boo, bam, knock that. I just like, I'll never say anything like that again for that the rest good. of my life. <laughs> So let's now before, cause I know that we are going to be coming to, uh, an end, uh, somewhat soon. Uh, and I, I know we're flying. I could this. like keep talking for hours. Oh I know. Gosh. I have a feeling that people but... probably would like us to keep talking for hours. Um, well, I mean, we all, we both know that we'll probably end up having to do this again and kind of pick up where we left off. But mm -hmm. I have to speak about this today because I'm part of something called the cosmic consciousness circle. Um, it's a monthly event that Jeanette, hosts. Um, and it is profound in the way that basically we're, we're, we're geeking out and talking about uh, beings in other solar systems, other planets. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the, the three planets specifically, the three beings that we talk about quite often are these beings that are part of what's called the Earth Alliance. The Earth Alliance being the, let, just to see how well I've, as a student I've been doing, the Arcturians, the mm -hmm. Pleiadians, and the Syrians. Mm -hmm. And Syrians spelt differently than the, the Syria we know in, in the country uh, within uh, the world. So um, this is an alliance of individuals or beings literally living, like literally on planets, like 
millions of light years away who are kind of keeping an eye on us and they've created an, an alliance to watch us and to make sure we don't F the whole thing up. Is that uh, accurate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's lots of stories of different times where uh, even like nuclear reactors have been aborted in a way that no one in the system could figure it out. Um, and at the same time, there was spaceships overhead that happened to be there. You know, there's lots of declassified files that are coming out with those stories. But let's just go back to this first thought for people that are like, oh, come on, aliens, because I literally was there. I did that. I said, oh, come on, aliens. Um, If we think about it, that if we think we're the only inhabited planet in our solar system, in the galaxy in which our solar system is a part of, and then there being bazillions of galaxies beyond our own galaxy, do we think we're the only inhabited planet? I just you, got a pause you, there. Yeah, you, you'd have to be, you, you would have had to flunk the lowest level of math <laughs> to, exactly. to think that on any level of probability yeah. that we are the only ones here. I mean, yeah. you, it's like that. It, I, I, I was telling my daughter the other day, we're on a beach. I go, honey, do you know there are more uh, uh, stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on planet Earth? And she's like, no way. And she's taking the sand and she's like, it's impossible. It's impossible. I'm like, but it's true. And so to think that we are like out of all the grains of sand on on, on the planet, like there's only there's only one, only one that's. uh, Yeah, there are definitely, definitely more ascended civilizations than we are that. But they have gone through the process that we are going through right now as humanity. Right. That's why they're here, because really the greater collective, the cosmic collective, as I call them those in the cosmos, they want for humanity to ascend. Just like, for example, the Pleiadians, who are part of the seven sister star system, or the Pleiades star system, which is also similar to the Subaru symbol on the Subaru car. Yeah. Um, they, They have gone through this ascension process on their planet. They really have. And so that's why they are here as part of this Earth Alliance to help humanity do that. And that's part of it is keeping an eye on the fact that we don't use nuclear missiles, you know, the other one is to help inspire humans to ascend and grow and awaken, because there's value in that. And then at some point, once humanity does master this, humanity will then be a part of this alliance that will help somewhere else in years and millennia to come. Like it's an evolutionary process that not only do we go through as humans in many lifetimes, but collectives go through it just as planets go through evolution just as solar systems go through evolution and galaxies go through evolution and we can bring that all the way down to the fact of how our bodies go through evolution right like everything is growing and evolving and we are part of that thing so the earth alliance are higher ascended beings that are here helping us raise our consciousness remember and learn new ideas on light healing um, sound healing, you know, how to do things better because they have. Right. Right. And it's so staggering to think about how much time it might take because with our limited minds, we think a hundred years is a long period of time. Yeah. Uh, but of course for them, that's just a, a sliver. It's not even, it's any, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it may in fact be, I'll just make up a number for the fun of it to put it into some sort of context, a million years from now, 10 million years from now, where planet earth and the beings that are on it have kept just raising their consciousness bit by bit by bit, year after year after year, to the point Mm -hmm. where we are now, in fact, 
able to heal ourselves of any disease that right now just seems so mm-hmm. peculiar, or we're able to use telepathy to be able to communicate with anyone anytime. And it's not even considered a big deal to even have that skill. Like start mm-hmm. trying to wrap your head around these kinds of things that for us right now seem so far-fetched and yet, yeah, but well, what would you, where would we be in 10 million years from now? Um, yeah. And even think about how many of the people on the call here how many of you guys have noticed your intuition in the last couple of years start to kind of peak up a little bit where things right. happen? And you're like, I knew that. I had a dream about that. I had a feeling about that. This is natural um, awakening or ascension happening because we are all here on the planet at this time to be a part of it, to experience it as a soul, but also to be a part of the growth happening. So you will experience it somehow. And if you open to it, it becomes more fascinating. And if you stay closed, it can be freaky. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is one of those things where I think that like my perspective is you have nothing to lose by being open to it um, and, and, and just kind of uh, taking it in and, and, and um, embracing it, trying it on, see how it fits. Um, one thing I want to throw out to you because it, it crossed my mind earlier on and I forgot to ask, but I do know a lot of people end up having uh, what they would believe to be, and I think it is, a connection to the spirit world through their dreams. Mm-hmm. And, and that could also be connection to the, uh, like the cosmic uh, entities that, that, that exist as well that, that would mm-hmm. also show up in our dreams. Um, is this something that we should just be once again, notice what you notice, or is it a case where we should really um, uh, go deep into it and double down on it when we wake up and like be journaling? Uh, I would it? say whatever you're comfortable with, but if you are intrigued, definitely it's worth journaling. Now we all travel when we're sleeping. It is our body that needs to sleep. Our spirit does not need to sleep. This physical body that helps us maneuver this planet is what needs to sleep it's how it's designed Mm -hmm. but the soul doesn't so the soul goes to many different dimensions things uh meets with people at nighttime and you can start to ask yourself to please remember you can ask your higher self please let me remember more of these things that happen and the more you do the more you will remember now one key time though is to try and Notice what you notice when you're just waking up in the morning, when you start to wake up before you fully open your eyes and you know what's going on. That is this like twilight time. We have it at nighttime before we fall asleep and in the morning. And that's when we're in these brain waves that are not quite our sleep state. They're kind of like equal to a meditative state, but you are just coming out of it from sleep. So it's this really beautiful time. And in there is when you can start to remember dreams. So if you set the intent when you go to bed, that you want to remember your dream state and you have a pen and paper or your phone by your bed that as soon as you wake up and you've got fragments of it, you write it down. Those words or things may trigger you to remember more of it throughout the day. So you can uh, figure okay. out how you can work it, but you can also consciously set an intent of what you want in your dreams. Right, right. Once Because we have to keep reminding ourselves that they are continuously listening. Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. Always. And, and now, and one thing though, I think it's good clarification that I love that you had put out in one of your videos where you basically said, don't worry. They're not sitting there when you're like on the can or in the shower or making love or yeah. uh, anything else that, uh, you know, brings you great joy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, so we don't, we don't have to stress out in the sense that they are always there. They are always hearing. 
Mm-hmm. But they aren't like, it's not like it, we always keep looking at things through our human lens, yeah, which is exactly. like, as if they're like a fly in the wall yeah. watching me, you know, try dresses on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So instead right. of seeing you in dresses, they would <laughs> see you as light energy. Cause I asked them one time I was in the shower and I said, how, cause I always get insights in the shower. That's one right. of the best ways. Water is a great amplifier for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do you see me? And they showed me how they saw me and they see me as light energy. So it's like uh, um, kind of like the movie Cocoon, if you guys have seen that 80s movie Cocoon, yeah. uh, where there are these light beings, that's kind of how they see us. And so people that are naturally high vibing, that probably have a lot of paranormal activity that happens to them, or they're naturally super intuitive, they are really bright. So they're brighter. Those okay. that are pretty dense are duller. So spirits right. are more drawn to those that are really bright, which is why some people that are like terrified of this is because they are actually very high vibey. And they have a lot of uh, energies drawn to them because of their light. Right. Can we um, all, if we really wanted to, become mediums on some level? Or is it something that you are just born with that energy, that light, that uh, uh, ability to attract? No, I really think we all have an ability. We all used to. The human being used to be able to long long time ago right like when we were again in this golden age yes there are some that are more proficient at it but it's like singing like sure some are born natural singers they don't need to take a lesson they are just Mm -hmm. bang on right right but there's lots that are amazing singers but they took lessons yeah and then there's others who aren't so great but they took lessons and they're actually not too bad right Mm -hmm. it's about how much you want to learn part of your ability is also going to be connected to your soul's journey right? If you're really meant to be in a position to use it, then you're going to really be given it, right? But I believe, really do, and I've seen this in my Lightworker mentorship circle, where I I teach people how to open up their gifts and abilities. People from, people that come in already functioning mediums to those that have, you know, they're like, I just, I'm interested, have experiences once they allow themselves the open-mindedness to let it in. So I 100% believe it. Like I, I've seen it. You know, my big mistake is the second that I'm, I get into a meditative state and I manage to get spirit in, I get so excited <laughs> that I screw, I screw it up. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, you guys are here. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. What? I got a question, I got a question. What's my question? What's my question? And I think they're like, okay, and they leave. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, go, uh, go take, a, take a couple Advil. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try this again tomorrow night, right? Yeah. So that actually is part of my... Uh, own evolution that I just need to get to the point where it happens so often that I just don't freak out when they come into the room Mm -hmm. and that I can start getting into a bit more of a dialogue. So, but let me ask you the, um, I wonder if there are people out there listening to this wondering, okay, so we all have a spirit guide. They're with us for this time on planet earth. They are here to help us ascend and to raise our consciousness and to be the best version of ourselves and to help us like really kind of fulfill our blueprint. Um, are there questions that we can ask guidance on that they're kind of like, are you kidding me? Like that is so, I'm not going to help you pick what shoes you should wear to the, to the party. I'm like, you know, oh. is there stuff that they're like, okay, that's just a little silly. Oh, um, I'm going to say no, actually, no, nothing is really too silly, but here's the deal is when you're beginning to open up, like, they will try and help you with little things. If I lose my keys, I will ask spirit every time my daughter and I do this and my husband lost his keys or lost his wallet. And he's like, Brie, where are they? And she's like, they're in the car. 
and he couldn't find it. So then I went in and I was like, oh, they're in the console, right? So I can, we can do that, right? And spirit will do that. There are times though, when it is a benefit for us to not get the answer. Right. And so this is where sometimes, and I have gotten stumped on this so many times myself where I'm like, I can get the answers. So give me the answers. Right. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, it is not in your best interest to have this answer. Right. And so there's times where you will ask and you're like, but you showed me where the keys were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Why can't you tell me about this job interview? Because mm-hmm. you're, it's, you're not meant to know yet, or the decision hasn't been made. So there's nothing to tell yet. Oh, right. Wow. So, and this comes back to trust, you yeah. know, just trusting that they've got your back. That was something that I found very, I guess, for lack of a better word, soothing mm-hmm. in, in my journey uh, of really learning about this and, 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 and working with you. And that is trusting that like, and, and, and Z would come back all the time. Is like, I, I, I remember, you know, you've, we've had readings. I don't mind saying where I, I'd say to people, yeah, but I'm like, you know, I got to make sure I make enough money. I got to, I got to make sure I put food on the table for my kids. And it's like all the speaking industry, it just got the shit kicked out of it because of like the pandemic and oh my God, I'm getting into like Stuart Knight brain. Mm-hmm. And then he's almost laughing on yeah. at me, right? He's like, dude, relax. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you think you are so important. You think you matter so much. Don't worry. Just go with the feeling. You yeah. got this. Exactly. Just exactly. trust. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do want to say though, um, we still need to honor the very human side of ourselves too. And so it's okay to get frustrated. It doesn't mean like, oh, I shouldn't get frustrated. Like just as much as you would set a boundary or speak your truth to other people in your lives, you can do that with spirit world, right? So I I will still say, if I'm getting frustrated with spirit because I really need help with something, I will try and surrender and release it as much as I can. But if I get to a point where I need to be heard, I will say like, I don't think you guys understand what it's like to be human right now. I think you have forgotten this. And from the human perspective, it is this. Right. So I need your help. Yeah, and, yeah. And sometimes- I'll Stop give me, being so coy. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Sometimes they'll give me an answer and sometimes they won't. But even just me expressing that like I would to somebody else, if I didn't like what something was, there's a value in that. So it's right. kind of like open up to spirit, but still be you because you are human, you are here and you are experiencing for a reason. Yes. So open to it, but like- apply it to you. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. It kind of reminds me, and this is like, and when this happens, I know that I think you've told me that like, I just had this thing pop into my head Mm -hmm. and I'm almost wondering if maybe spirit has just told me to use this as an example. Uh, And it's the scene in the movie Ray where uh, young Ray Charles uh, is living in deep South and he's in this kitchen and he has now gone blind. And um, his mother has been helping him with everything, like guiding him, helping him. And then she comes into the kitchen and he's walking around, he's yelling, mom, mom, mom. And she's there and she deliberately doesn't say mm-hmm. anything. And exactly. it's, it, I remember bawling during the scene because he's this young boy and he starts walking up to the really hot kettle and he can, and then he walks up to the hot stove and then he walks up to something sharp, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And he's, and, he, and for the very first time, she's like, you just need to do this on your own because I will not always be able to give you all the answers. Yeah. And I loved that scene. And I just mm-hmm. think that it's on some level, kind of a way of describing what it was that you were just saying. It is, but just like her, she was still there in the kitchen watching. 
with tears, right? She was still yes, there. So yes. our guides are still there. They're not just like, see you later. Like mm. they're watching and, but they see the bigger picture as to why it's happening. They're the ones in the stands. We're the ones running around in the soccer game, right? Not knowing exactly where the ball is with only our perspective here. They see the whole game. So they know why these people are setting up here and they know this and this, and that's a different perspective, right? right? So we have to remember that, but it doesn't mean they're gone. They're there. They're watching. Always. Always. So would you say then, um, and then I'm going to finish this off with one last thing, but would you say that for everyone who's been watching this tonight, who has been listening um, in their own houses, in their own apartments, in their own cars, wherever they happen to be, mm -hmm. has their spirit guides, has their spirits been kind of like kind of sitting on their shoulders watching this presentation? Oh, they so would be. They so would be. Um, for some as kind of like a peaceful, like, yes, yes. Yep. This is great. And I, I'm glad you're here. This is wonderful. And then there's going to be others that are like, please, please take this idea. Please run with it. Right. right? Like, yeah. and again, run, run with the parts that interest you and let go of the parts that don't, right? Like if aliens okay. are too much, just throw it out the window right now. It'll come back mm -hmm. later if you need, yeah. but each person is here for a reason today for it to trigger something. There's something that yes. led you to be here today. It is not by chance. It is an alignment of something that your guides are like, okay, yeah, hit click and view, oh. right? There's a reason into everybody that listens to this when it's a podcast and all that timings of things happen for a reason to inspire something, to open something. That is what this is right now. But for everybody to take it in the way that resonates for them but at least to take it in and it's our job to like, essentially de decode, decipher. Yeah. So I'm going to do something. Um, and, 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 uh, I was, I just, I, I hope I'm not, uh, I don't think I'm putting you into a, a, a challenging position, but I'm going to do something that, um, I've never done at the end of a podcast. I'm going to let you tell me how you think we should end because um, normally it's, well, thanks for coming into the show, Jeanette. And this has been really great, but, um, I just dawned on me just now that we had options. We could be, you know, in a moment where you decide, let me ask Spirit if they have one last message for us. Mm -hmm. um, it could be almost a, a, a meditation of, of, of sorts of where, um, you know, we, 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 we send that final message to everyone. Um, or it could just be your own personal message from your own experience that you want everyone to leave with. Um, and then once we do this, folks, I'm going to ask you all to stick around for two seconds because I want to make sure that you all have access to some really interesting links that will take you into uh, the various areas of Jeanette's world for those of you who want to go further with this. But um, what does what what is your feeling? Um, or does does Z have an idea? Does he want to? <laughs> um, actually, I can. What I'm thinking is I could do a direct channel from the three guides. Uh, yeah. If you want. So, I mean, my, what I would like to leave you with from me, my brain is uh, hopefully that you guys feel inspired to something more mm -hmm. and that the sharing of these stories, right. You're hearing my stories and Stuart's stories and those of those that we've shared um, that it's just inspiring somehow. Right. And that is my purpose. My purpose is not to convince you or anybody of anything, but to share a story. Evolution happens through the sharing of stories. So that's why I'm here. So, right. you know, I'm grateful for that, but to finish, let me just see with the three guides, if they want to bring in some message, um, 
Now the difference with direct channeling, just so you guys know, it's, it's nothing creepy. My head won't spin and I won't talk in some deep voice. I know, right? <laughs> the difference though is in mediumship, as you guys have seen through the event tonight, is when they're talking, I'll kind of stop and listen and then bring it through or I start smiling or laughing because they're saying something. That's mediumship for me, right? It's happening. I'm hearing it while we're talking, just like if there was other people in the room. Direct channeling is when I, I'm still here fully, but I kind of move myself out of the way and I'm no longer the interpreter. It just comes straight through direct. So it's not me seeing something and then explaining the picture or hearing it and repeating the words. It just comes straight through. So I don't know what it is. I'm listening as it comes through. And there's times where I've been listening and I'm, I'm like, what was that? And I bumped them out. Right. So, uh, right. So you're um, essentially dictate. It's almost like being dictated. Is it's just right? like, I basically move myself sideways and they merge with my energy and use my voice to bring stuff through. Okay. Well, let's do that. And then and if that's okay with you, yeah. I'm sure. not putting you on like on a weird spot, am I? No, no, totally. It's a bit late. It's a bit no, late I'm now. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be really disappointing. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, um, I'd be happy to because you know what? If we can just demystify these ideas of channelers and oracles and mediums, yeah, as you can right. see from today, it's quite normal uh, to me, anyways. Um, mm -hmm. And channeling is the same. It's just me not getting in the way. So I'm just going to take a minute or two here um, just to get myself kind of to the side and I'll bring them through and. We'll see what they say. Okay, folks, yeah. let's just relax. And also I, for the rest of you, I'd encourage you to breathe deeply and to try to get yourself in the right space. We are the three guides of the light. We are grateful to be able to have this opportunity to come through. And we do want to speak to the numbers that were brought up before. Specifically, the number four, as was mentioned, was divinely brought to the surface. Four is what you are moving into right now, four being stability. Other numbers for you to look out for, to feel reassured that you are being led through this crazy journey on your planet is the number two and the number seven. Hold these three numbers close to you as you maneuver through these next few months. December is going to be a potential turning point in consciousness on your planet, and you will start to see this through media. Things will be revealed that will show you that things are starting to change. Ideas, paradigms. You will see this in reports. You will also see an increase in communication from higher dimensions and higher beings. This will also be reported through media. Some may discredit it, but it is for you to feel in with yourselves what is truth. Your truth is for you alone. You do not need to share what your truth is. You need to simply hold it for you. Again, when you see these things surface paired with the numbers that we have given you, two, four, and seven, you will be able to see the truth in what we say. Your journeys on this planet here are for a reason. We are thrilled that you are here opening up to these ideas. They always really abruptly leave. 
it's so funny. Mic drop. Yeah, like I feel it. I'm like, yep. And then, yeah, literally, mic drop. And it's like, I'm back. I'm back. And (laughs) not that I'm gone, but um, I never know what the message is before it's coming through. I I don't know what it is till it's coming through. So you heard it as I heard it. I love that because, you know, what was so cool is that um, it wasn't like what it wasn't, it wasn't the, the Hollywood we always expect. It no, wasn't the, it's not. right. It's just like you got into the numbers two, four, and seven, and then December, things are going to be shifting. Look in the media for some of the information to be coming through. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Love it. And I, my favorite thing, what you what they said at the end was like, basically, we're just so excited that mm-hmm. you're here and that you're like deciding to jump into this space. This is what the spirit world wants. They just want people to open their minds. Yes. And whether you do that through religion, spirituality, paganism, you name it, open your mind. This is it. You know, I just feel, and one of the things that motivates me to do what I do, and I'll make this as like, I guess my own personal closing remark is that I feel as if while the information that people and generations before us have given us as um, explanations to the way the world is or the way it started or what we're supposed to do in order to lead a successful or happy or fulfilling life. Um, I feel like while they were doing the best job they possibly could, that we have been given such limited information and that for us to trust that the information that we've always been receiving is everything, that it's all of it, and that like we can just close the book on the uh, meaning of life and, and why we're all here and what it's all about, um, to me, is a travesty. And so I try to lead with this notion that I know nothing. And that, to me, isn't a scary place, but rather a very exciting uh, starting point. And if I know nothing, then there's always something to learn. And so um, I hope that for all of you who have been watching this, uh, I I get the feeling that you probably in some cases have been a bit challenged. In some cases you heard things that maybe didn't resonate with the way that you wanted to see the world. Um, And in some cases it confirmed what you already knew. But I hope that as Jeanette said, that everybody watched tonight's session. And for those of you who are listening to this on a future podcast and that you all walk away at least willing to just be more open to the possibility, to the signs, to the information, and that you will go one step further and keep reading about it, keep uh, you know, diving deeper into this, and, uh, and, and, and that you keep opening your heart to it, as Jeanette said earlier. Uh, and speaking of which, I'm going to ask that uh, my cohort... Uh, you'll see it coming up from the moment more where there it is. So it says, if you want to find uh, Jeanette and her amazing work here. So there's a link to the podcast, a link to her website and a link to her YouTube channel. So guys, like it's free. So much of this stuff, like why would you not take advantage of it? You can go watch her YouTube videos. You can go listen to her podcasts in your own time. You can go to the website, buy the book, you know, read it while you're sitting there having a glass of wine or drinking a cup of tea. And you can just keep immersing yourself in this information. And for those of you who want to go even further and even do a reading with either Jeanette or one of the mediums that she has vetted, uh, that is part of her own world that she knows is just as much the real deal as she is, um, go to her website, 
And don't stop yourself. Invest in this because you could have a reading with Jeanette where either A, you try to contact a loved one who has passed, or you can do what I did, which is to do a reading with Jeanette where I try to get into contact and did become in contact with my spirit guide so that I can now have a daily conversation uh, with him. And it's so neat. It's like you just gain your a brand new best friend. <laughs> it's just like, I love this. It's like, oh, wow. Hey, I guess I guess got a new best friend and uh, and someone who really loves me and cares for me and really wants the best for me and like is always there to answer any question I want. So um, it's a really cool investment and, uh, and, and it's a minor investment compared to the, uh, the, what you'll get in return. So uh, I will be sending out an email to everybody uh, who did register for tonight's session to give them all of those links again. Uh, but folks, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being open to this. And don't be afraid to share this with people within your own world. Uh, you're going to get some people who think you're a little woo-woo who think that maybe it's a bit nuts, but um, share it with the people in your world and uh, do your part in raising humanity's consciousness by being somebody who's willing to jump in. Because here's something I've learned. As I've had a certain level of trepidation in going out and sharing this with some people that I've either known for a long time, or in some cases I've just recently met, there's always a part of me that's like, oh my God, what are these guys going to think of me? This is crazy. And yet I have found more often than not that more people have said, I've always felt something. I've always knew, known that there has got to be more than what I was taught. And they are so grateful that someone was willing to jump into the deep end first. So you're probably not going to have the response that maybe your brain thinks you're going to get, but rather you're going to have a lot of people giving you big hugs and lots of, uh, lots of thank you. So Jeanette, just as much as Z is my new friend, I'm so glad that you're my new friend too. Um, so you're, such a, you're such a great spirit in general um, oh, on, on planet Earth. And thank you for taking the time to share this with, uh, with everybody and to do your own part and take your time away from your own job and your own family to give to everybody the way you have. So um, I've seen lots of great comments and people are telling us how much they've loved it. Um, I'll get uh, Marina once again to put those links on just one last time because if, sometimes it gets pushed up in the comment section. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I you loved are the it. absolute best. This was so much fun. We went a little bit longer okay. than we expected, but hell, hey, you know what? That was a like, pretty fast two hours that flew by. It was fast, for yeah. sure. All right, go make dinner. You're in Vancouver. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lots of love, my friend. Bye. Okay, bye, everybody.